You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Hump Day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Cody Davis. <laughs> and along with me, my boy. John, some sports guy. You know it's me. I'm the only guy that does this show and take time out every day with this guy across from me. Love it. Locked On Texans, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where your daily Texans talk and news update, where you can find our show every single day, Monday through Friday, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Megaphone, wherever you can find podcasts, I'm sure we're going to be there. And uh, Locked Over, Crossover, the Locked Over Crossover Wednesdays, where we have a chance to talk with Locked On Raiders, a tough Raider team. And so I'm looking forward to that. And Cody, I know you are as well. And I know there's a couple other things you may be looking forward to telling the people. Yeah, if you're looking for a way to get in shape, an easy way to get in shape, please use Peloton. Please. Peloton is offering a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessory when purchasing the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to Peloton.com and use promo code Locked On to get started. And get started is what we are about to do. Why? Because we always want to be starting something. Ain't that right, John? Definitely always want to start something on top of Letting you guys know who else can help you get things started, and that's Blue Chew. Bluechew.com, again, that is B L U E. Chew like what you can do with the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients, Viagra Silas chewable pill for confidence in bed. Sometimes we just need it, and you want to have good sex. Help yourself have good sex right now. Get your first shipment free and just pay the $5 shipping by using promo code MLB. Again, use promo code MLB. Bluetooth is a faster, cheaper, better choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texans. Crossover, Locked Over. And guys, as promised, Locked Over Crossover Wednesday here with Locked On Texans. And we have your boy Q Myers. I just love saying they were Locked On Raiders. Uh, what's going on, Q? Man, I'm feeling really good, man. I'm excited to be talking to you guys. It's uh, another week, another game. Houston Texans, Oakland Raiders in Houston. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about, man. And and look, hey, the Texans got a new a new member of the team, a, a member that used to be a member of the Raiders. So, yeah, I'm sure this will be a fun crossover edition. Yeah, most definitely. We can't wait to talk about Conley because uh, from people who – are in Houston and haven't had a chance to watch many Oakland games, we definitely have to get into what type of player we're actually getting. Now, last year when he was on the field, he really kind of had a good year, decent year. Three interceptions, one touchdowns. Uh, was it around 11 or 12 pass deflections? So he's a really promising player, six foot, ran a 4-4, but a lot of people may not actually know what kind of guy they're getting. Can you give us some insight on that? Yeah, no, I can. Uh, I'll tell you right now, first and foremost, I was not a big fan of Garyon Conley when the Raiders drafted him. Number 24 overall in 2017 in Philadelphia. I was standing at the, the foot of the Rocky Steps when they picked him, and I thought that was a bad pick only because he had that, uh, that rape allegation behind his name, and I thought that that's a bad look to go ahead and pick a guy in the first round that's got that on him. And, you know, his rookie year, 2017, he has shin 
splints or else he had some kind of other injury. Like, he disputed the injuries that he had with the general manager of the team and only played in two games in 2017. 2018, the year that you're talking about right now, he bounced back, had a good season. Like you mentioned, those three interceptions. I think he had, like, 15 passes defensed, and that's good and all, but he's not a good tackler. He's awful. I mean, he he takes terrible angles. Uh, he's a guy that I just have not been a fan of. So I can give you a description of who he is and what he is in my eyes. And I know a lot of people always think that I'm a hater on Garyon Conley, but I just don't think that he's that guy. You know what I mean? And I know that Romeo Cornell in Houston runs a hell of a defensive system. And I'm sure that the scheme that he runs in Houston, which is more man-to-man than most teams in the league play, I think that, what, the Texans run the fourth most? I think that, they, uh, you know, that they'll fit his, his abilities better. But if you want to see a guy come up and make a tackle, it's not going to be Garyon Conley. He's more one of those guys that wants to cover, wants to try to make a play on the ball, but he's not that, that good at it in the air all the time, you know, and and again, maybe him getting more comfortable with the scheme and something that he's more familiar with, maybe that'll help him out, but he has not lived up to who he was supposed to be when he was drafted in the first round of 2017, so he could be a good talent, a lot of Raider fans are a little disappointed that he's gone, but I think that it's, it's good for both parties, the Raiders needed to move on from him, and he needed to get a fresh start. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the schematics of what we do here in Houston and that defense with Cornell, I think that maybe... You know, of course, alongside with the injury bug that bit him, which is a, the main reason why he's here in Houston now, is uh, you take a look at that and that the fact that he, you know, he's better as a man cornerback. There are two games that stuck out to me. That's the game against Tyreek Hill where he held Tyreek to one catch of 13 yards last year in uh, week 13. And then the following week held A.B., who was once a former Raider, uh, held him to five catches, 35 yards. So he has that potential, and let's be honest, Q, he's coming to a team that needed, like, water, fish with water, needed a cornerback with everything that's been going on. Yeah, I mean, again, with the Texans plagued with as many injuries as they uh, they have, and look, I talk to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle every single week. Every single Friday, I talk to him on my radio show on ESPN Central Texas, and he told me from the beginning of the season – the biggest issues for Houston are the offensive line and the secondary. Well, the offensive line got hooked up when they got when, when they made the move for Laramie Tunsil, and that's starting to slowly come around. And I know Titus Howard is out now only because he has an injury. He should be back. But the secondary is still an issue. Jonathan Joseph, oh, uh, he's getting a little bit longer in the tooth, plus he's banged up. And, you know, there's there's holes there. So, yeah, Houston needs a guy like Garyon Conley, especially if they can say, hey, just go back to doing what you do. And this is the one thing I will say about the Raiders. I always thought if you're going to have a player with talent, it, you do what they do best. You know what I mean? If you're a coach, you you change your coaching philosophy to fit your players' best skill set. And for some reason, Paul Gunther, the defensive coordinator for the, the Raiders, did not want to do that. So, you know, Garyon Conley was never really kind of comfortable with what he was supposed to be doing. He had his moments. In 2018, like you mentioned, he was actually pretty good. And Derek Ansley, he was the defensive coordinator. He was the defensive uh, defensive backs coach in 2018. He went to Tennessee to become, I, I believe, the, the defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, and so he had a really good year under Ansley. And in 2019, he just kind of has been abused. And the last game that the Raiders played on Sunday against the Packers, I mean, he got torched. He looked terrible. I saw the back of his jersey. I saw 21 Conley all day long. It was just bad. He, he had a lot of bad angles. Uh, again, he's not a guy who's going to come up and make a tackle. That's for sure. He's one of those guys, like I said, wants to be a cover corner but doesn't really want anything to do with tackling. So if a guy is running at him, don't expect 
Garyon Conley to come up and make a strong tackle because that's just not in his DNA. He's not that dude. So uh, maybe the change of scenery, maybe the change of scheme back to stuff that he's more co- comfortable with will do him a, a, a lot of good. And then the Texans got them a real deal player because I do believe he's a good corner. He just never was a good corner in Oakland. Hey, Q, um, we're going to stay with the Texans secondary because um, me and John, we have gone back and forth a lot this season before the injuries, of course. Um, You take out that game against the New Orleans Saints. I actually thought that the Houston Texans secondary was trending in the right direction. Um, John, on the other hand, always was kind of so-so about it. Um, So so what have you seen in the Texans secondary before all the injuries? Did you think that, that this was a, a team that was trending in the right direction? Or do you do you agree with John where it's like, well, there was still a couple of holes and things just got worse once the, once the injuries started? Yeah, I'm with John. I think that the you know, I think that the, the secondary was a weak link. You know, I think uh, losing the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, I think that was a big deal. I really do. Uh, he, he was a he was a dude. You know, he's a he's a playmaker. He's always around the ball. He makes things happen at the, the back end at that safety position. And again, Jonathan Joseph is really good. And I remember when the Texans got him as a free agent. That was a big get. But I mean, that was how many years ago? You know, what I mean, like he's getting older now and well, guys are just getting faster, better, stronger. I mean, it's just it is what it is. I mean, you can't be great forever. And so Jonathan Joseph has been tailing off for a while. I remember when they had Kareem Jackson. Uh, I remember when they had who was old boy who went to Jacksonville. Uh, he was a good dude. I liked him, but he went to Jacksonville for a big um, Jackson. Uh, no, Kareem Jackson went to Denver as a safety. But who was the one who went to uh, Jacksonville? And he remember he got a big payday, and he kind of came out of nowhere. Oh man, I Bouye. hate. Oh uh, yes, AJ Bouye. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry, I forgot about that. That's a good dude right there. Talk to him at the Super Bowl in Houston. I think he's a he's a real good dude. Talk to both those guys, Bouye and uh, Jackson. And I thought that they were at the their peak at that time. And and what the Super Bowl was in Houston a few years ago. And uh, I just don't feel like. They've addressed that position correctly since those guys, you know, went their separate directions. I know Jackson was a, a, a corner for a while in 2018, kind of shifted to safety, and now he's in Denver. And then Boye obviously went and got that big payday in Jacksonville. So I just I feel like that that's kind of the weakest link. And again, Garyon Conley's only 24 years old. So if Romeo Cornell and that defensive unit for the the Texans can figure out how to how to get him in that scheme and get him going in the right direction, he could be a hell of a player. I mean, again, he's so young that he has a a chance to turn things around and really get his his, uh, career on track. But think about this, guys. 29 times he's been targeted in 2019, right? 21 Mm -hmm. times there's been completions going for 389 yards, five touchdowns. He had one interception, passer rating 139.7. Well... I mean, <laughs> I mean, again, but that's just in Oakland. That's, I mean, look, and I'm not trying to dog on him too much. I'm just saying uh-huh. that that's it. That's in Oakland. That's running a scheme that he's not 100 percent comfortable with. But 389 yards, five TDs, only one interception, and 139.7 rating. That's not very good. And I know the Raiders are coming to town this week. Please believe Derek Carr knows every weakness that Garyon Conley has. <laughs> well, you know, the 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 one bright spot that I see in Garyon is that it's the fact that he's young because I mean, nine times out of 10, this is Jonathan Joseph's last year. Yeah. And the, the way I'm looking at it is if you bring in a young corner like, like Garyon, um, you're talking about a guy who, yes, he has had problems in the past, but he still has time to develop. Not only that, he is a first round pick, yeah. you know, and even though he didn't live up to the hype, there's still time for him to develop and turn into at least a solid cornerback. He might not be one of the top corners in the game, but maybe he just needed a new change of scenery right. in order to get to that next level. 
Yeah, no, that's 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 very possible. And again, I'm not hating on the guy and his ability. I just never liked him as a pick, and I try to convince myself. And I've always said that if I got to convince myself to like you as a player, you're probably not the guy for me. You know what I mean? So I, I tried to root for him because he was wearing the silver and black, and I thought, okay, he's a first-round pick. He's going to come around eventually. But just it was one thing after the other. Like I said, back in his rookie year, it was, okay, he's got shin splints. Oh, no, he's got vitamin D deficiency. Like, I've never even heard that about an NFL player. You know, you got vitamin D deficiency. And and then, you know, he was out for most of the season. And then 2018, he, he he looked pretty good. He got benched for a minute, but then he came back and he looked pretty good. In 2019, he's just been oh, – he's been there. You know, he's been there. He started every game. He's been okay. But, again, man, when you're, when you're letting 21 passes be completed out of 29 for almost 400 yards and five TDs – that's a that's a problem, and if you go back and look at Green Bay's game, and look, it's Aaron Rodgers. That's a Hall of Famer. He's got a gold jacket waiting for him in Canton, Ohio. But if you if you go back and look at that man, I mean, Garyon Conley was getting torched. So I'm actually surprised to be 100 percent honest with you guys. I'm surprised that the Raiders were able to get a third round pick for him from Houston. But Bill O'Brien's calling the shots there, so uh, I'm okay with that. Was good. Was Garyon your cousin that didn't allow you to come to the uh, draft <laughs> night or something? What's going on? I was there what at did draft he do night. To you? I just, hey, man, I, again, I was never a fan of his, and when he had the allegations, I mean, look, let's put it like this, man. Would you guys, as Houston Texans guys, if the Texans were up on the board in the first round, they went and grabbed a guy that had rape allegations on his on his name at that time, and you had no idea if it was going to be cleared or not, would you think that that's a good pick? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> that was my point. I was like, that's a bad decision. I'm not picking him in the first round. Maybe the third round. Maybe the fourth round. And if he's already gone, so be it. You know, let, let, let that be someone else's issue. Now, he got cleared, to his credit. He got cleared. And so that was cool. So I thought, okay, maybe they knew what they were doing. Maybe this is a good move after all. But it just never shook out, man. Again, I tried really hard to root for him. I did. Everyone who listens to the Lockdown Raiders podcast, they always know, like, oh, that's 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 the guy that you don't like, Garyon Conley. He's out of there, and and even when he had a good game against the Colts, someone hit me up and was like, "Hey, can you give him props?" I said, "Yep, I sure will. I'll give him props because he had a good game." But that was it, and I gave you the stats. I can't make that up. I didn't. I didn't do that. That's him. Well, you know, you mentioned having to be—he's somebody that has to be someone else's problem. Now, uh, I think you also know about another guy that has to be somebody else's problem until he's nobody else's problem because he's not in the league. And I want to look at Antonio Brown and just – I really, really watched Hard Knocks this year. I watch Hard Knocks every year. Okay. And it seemed like HBO wanted to paint him in a different space, area, light, however they wanted to don him. And then more and more each week we would get, no, this is the real Antonio Brown. This is the real Antonio Brown. And and then we know how he with the IG, with the Instagram yeah, video, yeah. which is really dope. Like the guy who put it together, kudos to him. <laughs> he got his bag and some uh, free pub. But yeah. you know everything that came with Antonio Brown, and then he gets released, come uh, goes goes to Oakland, not Oakland, rather uh, New Patriots, England, yeah, and then gets released there. <sighs> now Williams is out at receiver, and it feels like this team was built up around the fact that we were going to have Antonio Brown, who's not there. This is a tough Oakland team at 3-3. Three and three. I mean, they've won some games that I didn't think they were going to win. Is he really missed on the field? On the field, absolutely. I mean, he's missed because, like you said, the team, it looked like it was built around Antonio Brown. And I thought because of the way that the Raiders went out and won in game one, or game uh, week one, excuse me, against the Denver Broncos, I thought, okay, you know what? John Gruden was smart. He didn't build the team around A.B. because he didn't know. 
He wasn't sure if the guy was going to be there. But then you saw the problems that they had week two. You saw the problems that they had week three against Kansas City and Minnesota, and you realize, wow, who's this team's – what's this team's identity? You know, who's this guy's number one dude? And then I realized then that, you know what, John Gruden – he actually did build this team around A.B. and thought he was going to be the number one guy. And then John Gruden came out and said, it's hard when you lose your number one wide receiver, you know, to get things going together. So they did do that. But to their credit, to the team's credit, they've been able to turn things around where they have other weapons. They've had guys that have that have stepped up where you didn't think that they were going to do it. You know, they got Darren Waller, who was a guy – you talked about Hard Knocks. He was featured in Hard Knocks as the, the dude who was suspended for a year when he was a member of the Baltimore Ravens because of drugs. He's really turned his life around. Since then, he's got a three-year contract extension. He leads the Raiders in, in uh, pass catching and receiving and yards. He got his first two touchdowns last week against uh, Green Bay. I mean, he's coming along in a major way. Uh, John Gruden said he's not a tight end. He's just a hell of an athlete. You know what I mean? And he is. He's an absolute stud. So that's one guy that stepped up. Foster Moreau, the fourth-round draft pick tight end out of LSU, he's all of a sudden stepped up. You know, Tyrell Williams is out, like you mentioned. He's got plantar fasciitis, and who knows when he's going to come back. He's got four touchdowns on the season, and it's like, okay, well, how are you going to replace him? Now you got Hunter Renfro, you know, the guy out of Clemson. He's not going to catch a lot of passes, but he'll catch that, that one that one important one. And, hell, Deshaun Watson, as the as the quarterback of the Texans, he knows Hunter Renfro better than anybody. You know, he threw the, the pass to Hunter Renfro that won them a national championship against Alabama. So he knows that that dude may not catch nine or ten passes a game. He might not be your number one wide receiver, but he's going to catch that important one. He's going to extend it. Third and eight, he gets nine yards. If you need a touchdown, he'll probably be that guy. You know what I mean? Like, Hunter Renfro is a hell of a player. And so they've been finding ways to adapt as far as the wide receivers go. Uh, not only that, they, they brought in Keelan Doss again, undrafted free agent. Uh, they brought him back. He, he's a player that's starting to step up. They've gone and got some guys that nobody thought about that were real good players, like Trevor Davis. They gave up a six-round draft pick for Trevor Davis from Green Bay. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not a really a big-time player. It's not a guy that you're thinking, oh, man, got to watch out for him. He's slowly making plays. Zay Jones, they gave a fifth-round draft pick to Buffalo. He hasn't got into a game yet, but he's there. You know what I mean? It's like So they're bringing guys that are just hungry and don't necessarily have a, a real big name. It's more like wide receiver by committee. They have some, some guys that are hungry to make plays and are willing to go out there and, and learn and do what they do, not necessarily have a big game. But the biggest, uh, the biggest feature that they have is Josh Jacobs, the running back out of Alabama, number yes. 24 overall Still. pick. Yeah, he's an absolute stud. Everything goes through him. As the run game goes, the Raiders go. If the run game is cooking, every game that they've won this year, he's been cooking. Even last week against Green Bay, he was cooking and they lost. But the Raiders go as Josh Jacobs goes. He sets up everything else to work. So if you get Josh Jacobs 24, 25 touches a game, there's a good chance that the Raiders are going to win that game. And that's what they're starting to develop. They're starting to figure out how to do that. So they don't have that number one guy. They really don't. It's, it's kind of like weapon by committee. But they, they're finding out ways to scheme these guys up, to put them in good position to, to be successful. I mean, hell, they're running three tight ends out there where most teams in the league don't do that. They're running fullbacks out there where most teams in the league don't do that. So they're finding ways to get it done. It's not sexy. It's not the big Kansas City Chiefs wide open offense type style, but it's, it's enough to get it done. Yeah, and Keelan Doss was a guy that was also a hard knocks favorite. Uh, I actually found myself trying really hard to like this Oakland Raider hard knocks. I just <laughs> thought it was very bland. And I think going into it, this is just really quick, but I think going into it, everybody saw John Gruden and maybe we expected to see like the Chucky doll featured a lot or it, it really was kind of, you know, outside of the Antonio Brown, it was very bland. Uh, so 
I'll tell Keenan you right Doss now. was a favorite of all, but um, and I'm glad he's back. I think he deserved the roster spot initially, but um, whenever you need that all those opportunities, they come knocking. Guys, we were Q Myers of Locked On Raiders. Don't forget that this is Crossover Wednesdays with the Locked On Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back to the crossover edition here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're talking Locked On Texans. We're talking Locked On Raiders. And to help me do that, I got the host of Locked On Texans, Cody Davis, at Cody Davis underscore 24 on Twitter. And also Uncle Tone. You can find him on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. I like that. I like that. But uh, we've been talking a lot about the Raiders. Let's talk about the Texans side of things. And guys, uh, you know, the Texans have been playing really well. They took that L against the Colts. But before that, man, the two games before that, uh, I, I thought that they're playing better than any other team in the league. They knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. Deshaun Watson was looking really good, hadn't been sacked in a couple games. I mean, the offensive line looked like it's starting to come around, and I was putting Deshaun Watson in the MVP category. Like, he's a guy that deserves that consideration. And, uh, again, looking at, you know, Laramie Tunsil on the offensive line, he's starting to gel with the rest of the guys. I know Titus Howard went out, but uh, overall, man, what are your thoughts about the Texans and their offense? How is projecting the last two, three weeks – uh, again, taking that loss to the Colts. But overall, just what are your thoughts on the Texans' offense, how it's coming into this week against the Raiders? I think going into this week, the Texans' offense is going to make sure that we stay consistent with what we were doing in the previous couple games against Atlanta and the Chiefs, and that's just make sure we're being creative. You know, we can't go into this team and go go against this team Sunday, even though they're the Oakland Raiders and they're not, you know, one of the top teams in the league. I'll say this over and over again. This is a tough team. Yeah, the losses that may look very big on paper, and it is, but they have fight on the team. So I'm not going to go into the Raiders and think to myself, this is a pushover. And on top of that, this is a team here in Houston that has been known to play down to their competition. We cannot do that and consider ourselves threats to the AFC throne against the Patriots, who, by the way, just dominated on Monday night. So this is a team that has to come in prepared. We have to get back to being creative. We are without Will Fuller, but we have Kenny Steele's back who has really put on the show. Last game against the Colts, four catches over 100 yards, so he can ball. But one thing about our offense, Q, is, you know, as we can mention how the Raiders go with Josh Jacobs go, the Texans go wherever the run game take them, and that's a combination between Carlos Hyde, who had a big game against Kansas City, mm-hmm. Duke Johnson, who, who runs the ball. With, whenever he gets those opportunities, he runs the ball effective. And, of course, you know, our, to our quarterback, our primetime guy, Deshaun Watson, and how he runs the ball. So we average, a, you know, a really good amount, over 120 per game. And without that run game to balance it out, I don't think our offense would be as – as stellar as it is, we're getting a lot of yards from the ground, and that has opened up the run game. I mean, the pass game. Why did the run game struggle so much against the Colts? Well, for one, let's 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 like say one thing, and I, I think everybody deserves to understand that you know, they deserve to understand that Bill uh, and what Brian Gain did in the draft with going and getting Titus Howard is proven itself like the draft pick of Titus Howard and Max Sharpen has really proven okay maybe Brian Gang was a little better at drafting than free agency we were out Titus Howard right which we had to shift in Rod Johnson uh and he he had a, a long day up until he got hurt 
And when we had to do that, that just threw our chemistry off. Our best couple of weeks, we had Titus Howard on, yeah. on tackle, Tunsil at tackle, Max Sharper at the guard with Fulton, and Nick Martin has came alive. He's played much better. So this is these are, these are guys that are affecting the run game. Titus Howard being out really hurt us, and and it didn't make any no no better that Johnson was getting whooped like that. And to piggyback off what John said, I mean, he mentioned that the Houston Texans goes as the run game goes, but in my eyes, I think it's I think it's the complete opposite. I believe that it's that offensive line because when when that when we had that offensive line healthy, you saw what the run game was able to do. You saw what Deshaun Watson was able to do. Yeah. This is a guy who went out against Atlanta and threw for what? What was it? 400 and some yards? Um, you know, you saw what he was able to do. You saw what um, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson was able to do against the Kansas City Chiefs. Once those injuries started taking a hit and once um, Titus Howard, our first-round draft pick, went out, that's when things started started going downhill for the Houston Texans. Now let me ask you this question. Does Titus Howard, is he going to be available for this week or is he still out a couple weeks? No, he's still out. He's going to be out a couple weeks. There's no timetable on his return yet. Well, in that case, I mean, that's going to be a problem for the Texans moving forward because the Raiders' run defense is really good. Now, their pass defense against the Packers gave up 425 yards. So, I mean, that wasn't very good. But – and that was with Gary on Conley. But that's a whole other subject. But the <laughs> run I, – I, I, can't, I can't help myself, man. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Gary on Conley going to meet me in public one day and he's going to be like, you know what, Q, I can't stand you. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But – the Raiders' run defense is really, really good. So how, if the if it goes as the offensive line and the and the run game goes, and the Raiders aren't really giving up a lot of yards on the ground, they, I mean, they average giving up less than 100 yards a game. How are the Houston Texans going to be able to take advantage if that element of their game is not there? We're going to have to attack you guys secondary, secondary because y'all secondary is like ranked in the bottom half of the league when it comes to receiving yards. Yes. Um. So. You know, you got a guy like the like Deshaun Watson. You saw, even though he didn't have that, oh, my God, this is an MVP caliber game on Sunday against the Colts, it was still a solid game. You guys are going to have to figure out how to stop DeAndre Hopkins, right? who is one of, if not the best receiver in the league. And if you guys focus too much on DeAndre Hopkins, that leaves Kenny Stills open. Even though we lost the game, both of those guys recorded over 100 receiving yards on Sunday. And I believe that is a way, and I believe that is the best way for the Texans to beat you guys on Sunday. You know, Yeah, and Q, what I want to say is, um, just to add to that, I've noticed a trend with this Oakland Raider team. Now, the first game of the year, you guys opened up against a Bronco team who we now know is a terrible team. Yeah, they're sellers. They're sellers. The trade, the, 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 the trash are terrible. But you guys opened up against the Broncos, and they had Joe Flacco, and Nick Fant didn't do much, the tight end Nick Fant. Right. And then you also, you played the Vikings before Kirk Cousins just said, wait a minute, I'm Mr. All Guaranteed for a reason. Let me go out and ball. And Kyle Rudolph didn't do much. However, in three games against formidable, or if not better, exceptional, exceptional quarterbacks, you guys went up against Travis Kelsey. Ebron and Graham, Jimmy Graham. And that comes along with Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Jacoby Brissett. You guys had a difficult time containing those tight ends. So I want to correlate to the fact that when you didn't play anybody at quarterback, the tight ends was in check. When you play some quarterback talent, with a, with, 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 which we have here in Houston, with Watson, 
it's going to be a problem. And we have Fells and Atkins, who right now combined for almost 400 yards and five touchdowns. We can really go after the, the secondary in the red zone, which is where we've been good at outside of last game. Yeah, no, that's that's all valid. That's all valid. I'll be the first to tell you that the Raiders' defense is very suspect, especially in the middle of the field. That's where Aaron Rodgers really uh, – he lived his life, you know, in the middle of the field against the, the Raiders on Sunday. And, you know, Jacoby Brissett, he didn't do a whole lot. But uh, I, I understand where you're going with that. And the tight ends have normally been a killer uh, against the Raiders. And, and the Chiefs, I mean, they're a whole different ball, ball game. They're a whole different animal. Uh, against the Vikings, I think it was more the run game really destroyed the Raiders. And then everything else opened up after that because Dalvin Cook was the only – running back as of right now that's gone over 100 yards against the Raiders so far this season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. Uh, and Deshaun Watson is a tough cat, man. I really, really respect the hell out of that dude. Uh, I really root for him. I mean, I root for him every single week except for this one, obviously. But I really uh, think that that's a, a hell of a guy. I've, I've liked him ever since Clemson. Been a big fan of his uh, just his character, just the guy he is, and the way he goes out there and balls. And that dude, when the lights come on and they're bright, the dude goes out and, uh, and gets after it, man. So I definitely respect him. Know he's going to have him a, a hell of a game. And if he don't, he's going to go down swinging. I mean, that's just, that's just in his personality. But again, man, I, I feel like if – you make the game one-dimensional, and I feel like the Raiders have the ability to make it one-dimensional where they slow down the run. I like what Duke Johnson has done. You know, Duke Johnson was hungry. He wanted to, to get out of Cleveland and get some, some kind of burn, you know, be the guy to get some, uh, get some, some playing time. And the, the Texans made a move for him, and, I mean, he's been making things happen. And then Carlos Hyde, he's been playing with an attitude too. I mean, look how many teams he's been on since he's been in the league. Kind of been disrespected. The Duke can go. Both those guys can go. But, again – that, in my opinion, is the strength of the Raiders' defense is stopping the run. So if that element is taken away, then all of a sudden you make Deshaun Watson one-dimensional, which is not a bad thing because he could play. <laughs> I mean, he'll throw the ball 50 times in a game and not have any problem with it. The Raiders can't do that. In my opinion, if the Raiders throw the ball 50 times, they're losing that game. They, they, don't, they don't have that quarterback play like that. Uh, Derek Carr is not that guy. They need, to, uh, they need to go ahead and have that run game and be able to be solid with the run game and be uh, very strong with the run game to be able to be effective with Derek Carr's arms. So uh, that's, that's where the Texans, you know, they can, they can thrive off of Deshaun Watson, the guy he is. But I still think it's going to be a very tough game if the Raiders can go ahead and, and live up to what they do, which is stop the run. Yeah, before we kind of move out of here, score prediction for Sunday's game. Oh, man. I hate score predict predictions because I just never know. And I'm always off. I'm always off on these. But, uh, man, let's see. Uh, the Raiders. Look, I okay, let me put this little uh, extra little side nugget. When the Raiders went to Houston, uh, I think eight years ago, it was eight years ago, Al Davis had, had passed on Saturday before the game. And the, the Raiders won the game with 10 men on the field. Uh, not Joe Flacco, uh, what's his name? Matt Schaub threw an interception to Michael Huff in the end zone when he really probably could have ran it in, but he didn't. I felt like that was Al Davis uh, on the field being the being the 11th guy and being that extra defender. Well, Willie Brown, old man Willie, just uh, he just passed on uh, on Tuesday, and so I feel like maybe he'll be that extra guy, that extra defensive back on the field for the Raiders on, on uh, Sunday. So I'm going to say that the Raiders are not going to have a two-game losing streak. I feel like they're going to find a way to squeak out a victory over the Texans in Houston. I know that's going to be a tough out. I'm going to say 27-24, the Raiders come out on top. I know that's going to be a tough one. I know the Texans have a, a, a good defense, at least up front on the defensive line. See what Garyon Conley does. I think the Raiders go after, after him quite a bit if he's on the field, but we'll see. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, I got 26-13 Houston. Woo! Oh, you ain't giving the Raiders nothing. <laughs> no, I, I just don't. 
Wait, okay. <laughs> how, how are the Raiders? Oh, wait, how do the Texans defend the, the, the tight end? Because the Raiders have two tight ends, Darren Waller and Mos- uh, Foster Moreau. And actually, on top of that, they even have uh, Derek Carrier, who's pretty good. He, he, uh, he had some big plays against Green Bay. Do, how, how are the Texans matching up with the tight ends? I think we're going to play them at the line. Knock them off a little bit. Um, we have a big corner in Lonnie Johnson, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised okay. if we just see different schemes thrown at the Raiders to kind of knock. Because right now, without Waller, you don't have a receiving game at all. And so to knock him off and throw him a little bit off his route, uh, I think that's how they'll defend it. Okay. Well, the Raiders did have nine different guys catch passes last week against the Packers. But I understand what you're saying about the about the no passing game. You ain't got no big names. All right. So, uh, so what else? Okay, what else? Is that the final prediction on, on the game? Well, you know, I got I to gotta do my prediction. Yeah, man. yeah, come on. I mean, I'm going to give y'all a little bit of a fight. I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, you guys have your own um, personal issues going on over there, and we got issues as well with all of the injuries that we have. Right, but right. We do have a guy by the name of Deshaun Watson, yeah. and I do believe that DeAndre Hopkins is really about to have a big game. I'm going to go with 27-24 Houston. Okay, all right. Look, we got the same number, just different teams. That'll 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 work. I like that. That that twenty seven thirteen or whatever. I think that that's that's too far fetched. But you could be right. You could be absolutely right. Are you guys gonna be around the game, man? You guys gonna be at uh, NRG Stadium on Sunday? Where are you guys gonna be at? Uh, actually, this will be. I won't be there. I actually will be out of town uh, for a brief moment. But I will be checking in, keeping up with our inside sources to kind of see what's going on with the team during the game and so on and so forth. Um, I was at the Atlanta game. The Atlanta game was really, really fun. Atlanta fan got beat up, so that was always kind of good. And then that same week we had Aaron Freeman on of the Locked On uh, Falcons, so that was fun as well, just seeing them lose in that fashion. I hate Atlanta. I really do. Well, they stink too, and they're awful. You know what I mean? Like they got one win on the season, and now they're selling all their players off. It's only because 28-3. to that's the only reason. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. So, okay, well, that's what's up, man. Hey, any any last partying things that you want to say before we uh, go? This has been a lot of fun so far. Uh, I mean, we could talk all night, I'm sure. We can go back and forth, having, like I said, having a good time. But anything else that you guys want to touch on before we roll? Man, whenever we come to Waco, just have us on the show. Oh, that's nothing, man. Hey, look, when I come to Houston, I'll be there on Sunday, man. I know you're going to be out of town, but, I, hey, man, I'll be there. You want an inside source on what's going on, I'll be there, man. You holler at your boy. We're going to do that. Your boy Q. <laughs> that's what it is, man. Uh, that's good stuff right there. Uh, that's that's the, the Locked On Raiders, Locked On Texans crossover edition. The host, Cody Davis, at Cody Davis underscore 24 on Twitter. Also, my man, Uncle Tone. You can find him on Twitter, at some sports guy. I definitely appreciate your time, my guys. And uh, we're definitely going to hook up when I get to H-Town. Yes, sir. Sounds good. That was your boy Q. Literally. I just wanted to say that. On Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. Again, where can they find him on Twitter? Your boy Q. Your boy Q. 254. <laughs> I like that. Your boy Q. Yeah, definitely a fun crossover Wednesday here locked on. You know, I'm, I'm really enjoying just hearing everybody's different opinions about uh, what they believe their team will be able to do Sunday, Mondays, and uh, Thursdays. So, I've been enjoying it so far. Um Cody, I know you have. We talked about it a lot in pregame. So, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to your boy Q, <laughs> locked on Raiders. Before we get out, 
As always, you know we have to ask about predictions, and we're not going to say my predictions just yet. However, your predictions may actually matter because you may actually make money off of it. Where, who, how, when, how, where, you know, the questions you ask yourself, how can you make money? My bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all of your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets in any sports book. The best part is if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in a thousand, they will give you a thousand dollars back. That's double your initial deposit. So you can use it on all of your favorite picks. Use promo code Locked On again. That is L O C K E D O N to activate offer. That's promo code Locked On to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Texas on all of your favorite podcasts and sites. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me at, on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. And where can they find my partner? They know where they can find you. But just remind them. <laughs> Um, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore twenty four. Word from the wise. Don't be like A B. Don't be. Don't be like Antonio. Plain <laughs> simple. Until next time, stay safe. Peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.